Amen. Have you ever wished that you were born at a different time? Have you ever looked at maybe some of the things that are going on in your life or the things that are going on around you and you're just like, you start thinking about another time that you've heard about and you think, you know, I bet that time would be a lot better to have lived in. But when you look at history, here's the thing. We now know the end of the story of events that happened before us. But in every time period that you go to, if you were to live in, they didn't know what the future hold. They didn't know that the tables were about to turn. All they knew is the difficulties that they were facing just as you do right now. What if I told you this morning that you were born into this time period for such a time as this? That God has a purpose for your life right now and He wants to use you. But for you to step into that purpose and for you to be used, one of the things that you have to guard yourself from is becoming discouraged and hopeless. Because there's plenty of negative around you that you can focus on and you can latch on to. But if you will look at God's Word and you will look at history, you will find it's always been like that. There has always been people that their life didn't look like much. And they had struggle after struggle after struggle. But when they focused on the Lord and they trusted in Him, the Lord would flip things around and He would use them. Even when we look at somebody like Jesus, if you don't know the story of Jesus, let me tell you, Jesus wasn't born into some great family in some great place and everybody looked at him and went, wow. No, no. Most people thought this guy's a nobody. As a matter of fact, when God began to move through him through miracles and setting uh, people free from the demonic and so on, most people were like, how, how is this happening? We know this guy. This guy is a carpenter. All right? He builds things with wood. How can this be happening? And they came up with all kinds of crazy notions. But you know what? God used him powerfully. Why? Because he trusted in his father. You know, wasn't long ago, I was uh, up in Springfield, Illinois, and I can remember as a child learning about Abraham Lincoln, but I'll be honest, I really didn't pay much attention. But as an adult, I began to pay more attention. You know, we live in a day and time right now where we revere Abraham Lincoln. I mean, if you go to our capital, they've got great big statues. He is the man that God used to bring people freedom. And that is absolutely true. But if you study his life, it is amazing that he kept moving forward and allowed God to use him. When you look at his history, this dude lost Political election after political election. I mean, he lost elections into uh, Congress like four different times. Uh, this dude went through panic attacks. When I was up in Springfield and I'm going through this museum, um, it was amazing to me that the people of the time, the newspapers and all that, they talked about him like a buffoon. He was seen as ridiculous. 
And it, it was like nobody really supported him. Either you thought he was too crazy this way or too crazy this way. But through it all, he kept listening to the Lord and he kept moving forward. Listen, God has put you in this time and place for a reason. And you may feel like your life doesn't mean much, but I want you to hear this. God puts you in this time and place for a reason. You're where you're at for a reason. God wants to use you. But here's the key. You must trust in Him. As Debbie was talking about, you must surrender. And what the enemy wants to say is he wants to say, well, look at all this bad stuff that's happened to you. God must not love you. He certainly doesn't want to use you, or He would have set you up better. Again, if you will look at Scripture, if you will look at history, those are the stories that God loves. God loves to take the person that no one would guess and use them. You know why? Because then we can't look at the person and go, oh, it was the person. No, no, no. It was God. It was God. And that's what God wants to do through your life. But you must not, you must not allow yourself to look at the negative part and say, well, this is the way it is, or God doesn't love me. No, God does love you, and you must be willing to allow Him to use you. I want to look at a scripture this morning that talks about a person just like this. Some of you are familiar with the, with the scripture. Some of you may not be. But this was actually a woman that we're going to look at, okay? Her name was Esther. And for this to have uh, the impact that I think that the Lord wants it to have, you need to understand some things about her. I have no doubt that she had similar thoughts. Lord, why did you put me in this time period? Lord, why did you allow these things to happen? First of all, okay, she was born to a people that way back when, they were the most powerful nation in the world. Way back when. When she was born into them, they weren't even living in the land that was theirs. They were kicked out. They were living in an oppressive nation and they were seen as nothing where she was at. On top of that, she finds herself in a place where the people that she is living under have decided they're going to kill her and everybody else that is like her. On top of all that, she lost her mother and, fa her mother and father when she was young. She had to be raised by a relative. Okay, I mean, just stop and think. Before we get to the rest of it, okay, because maybe you know the end of the story, and if you don't, you're about to. But forget about the end of the story. She doesn't know the end of the story. This, what I have shared with you, is all she knows. She's lost her mother and father. She's a part of a people that live in an oppressive land. And she's thinking, God must not love us. And as a matter of fact, God was punishing the people. Why was he punishing the people? Because he likes to, to, to put, give out punishment? No, that's never what it's about. God was trying to turn their hearts. And so if God's taking you through something right now, he may be doing it. But you know what? It's always about turning your heart towards him. Why? Because he, he's an egomaniac? No, 
Because you are made in such a way that you absolutely need Him. And the place that you're going to find freedom and joy and all of those things is walking in relationship with Him. But He's got to take you through some dark places so that you understand that. So that you understand your absolute need for Him. And that's what He was doing with these people. Let's go to the Scripture. Um, Esther chapter 4. We're just going to be reading... uh, Verses 10 through 17. I want you to get a snapshot of what's going on. So, what you're about to hear in the scripture is that Esther is being told um, that there is a plot to kill her and all of her people. And here's the thing, she is in a unique place to do something. Because after all that I told you, here's what the Lord did. And this is how he works. He suddenly just flips things around. So Esther, she's part of this people. She's living in a place where they're oppressed. She's lost her parents. She's been raised by a relative. But now, all of a sudden, the king is looking for a new wife. And as he's looking for a new wife, he finds her just amazing. And so here's what he does. He makes her queen. But, but times back then were a little different than they are now, okay? They weren't exactly about women's rights back then. As a matter of fact, there was a rule that if Esther, even as queen, walked into the presence of the king without being called, she could be killed unless he held out the gold scepter for her to touch. Now, if you're married, guys, and you're thinking about, you know, getting a gold scepter, I, I, I would advise against it. Probably not a good move. But this is how it was back then. And so she has to make a decision in what we're about to read. Because one of the things that she could be doing, and here's something else that can happen. You can have a rough walk through life, and all of a sudden something good happens to you, and you know what we want to do with it? We just want to hold on to it. We don't want to risk it. We don't want to use it to serve others in any way, because we don't want to lose it. Maybe you're in a time right now where you've been blessed. Hear this. Any blessing you have is meant to be used to bless others. If you try to hold on to it, you will lose it, and you will lose it permanently. And that's part of what is going to be communicated to Esther here. Verse 10 says this, Then Esther told Hathak to go back and relay this message to Mordecai. All the king's officials and even the people in the provinces know that anyone, including her, who appears before the king in his inner court without being invited is doomed to die unless the king holds out his gold scepter. Now now again, it just, this is who they're being ruled by. Okay? I mean, if you think that we're living in impressive times, I mean, we have no clue. This is who they're being ruled by. All right? This is, uh, and people lost their lives all the time. It then says, and the king has not called for me to come to him for 30 days. So Hathak gave Esther's message to Mordecai. Mordecai sent this reply to Esther. Don't think for a moment that because you're in the palace, you will escape when all other Jews are killed. 
If you keep quiet at a time like this, deliverance and relief for the Jews will arise from some other place, but you and your relatives will die. Who knows if perhaps you were made queen for such a time as this. Then three more verses. Then Esther sent this reply to Mordecai, Go and gather together all the Jews of Susa and fast for me. Do not eat or drink for three days, night or day. My maids and I will do the same. And then, though it is against the law, I will go in to see the king. If I must die, I must die. So Mordecai went away and did everything as Esther had ordered him. Now I want to give you a little more background on this because what God is doing is he's actually setting something up, but in the moment it's so easy not to see. What had happened was her relative who had raised her was refusing to bow down to an official. Why? Because he worshipped God and God alone. But this nation that they were being ruled by, they didn't recognize God. They didn't worship God. They were having uh, other religions and so on crammed down their throat. And so they were supposed to worship and bow down to these other people. Well, Mordecai was unwilling to do it. And because of that, he didn't just get his throat slit. Instead, the official said, you know what? I'm not only going to take you out, I'm going to take everyone that's related to you, not just your family, like your whole nation. I mean, that's craziness, right? So imagine you're one of those people and all of a sudden you hear this. You hear that there's literally been an order that anybody who is of this origin is going to die on this day. And you know that it can happen. You've, you've seen it happen before. You know it can happen. What, what are you going to think in that moment? I'm going to tell you what I'm going to be tempted to think. And I'm going to tell you what the enemy is going to be telling us. He's going to be telling us, you know what? God already kicked you out of your nation. You're over here in this place where, uh, you know, you, you, you should be over here, but you're over here. Why? Because God doesn't love you anymore. He's decided he's tired of you. And now, you know what? He's going to completely finish you off. All right? It, he allowed all these relatives of yours to be killed. Now he's going to finish you off. You are done for. Most likely that's what they're feeling. But I want you to hear this. It was a setup. It was set up. And, 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 you know, right now, um, I, you know, we talk about, are, are we in the end times? Maybe we are. I, I don't know. But I, wanna, I want you to hear this. There are so many times throughout history that you could go back and you'd, you could say, oh, well, that's it. That, that's, that's the end. And maybe we're in the end. But you know what? What if, what if this? What if we're in another place where God's about to flip the table and he's about to do something amazing? in which people begin to come to him. Which all, how's he going to do it? I, I don't know. But what if he did? What if he suddenly turns things around and suddenly people are pursuing him and they're beginning to live in his blessing again? Because I want you to hear, that's, about, that's what's about to happen there. But for that to happen, here's what it took. It took people believing. 
What did Esther say when she was asked to go before them? You know, at first she didn't want to, but after she agreed, did she just say, okay, I'll go and take off? No. No, she said, okay, but here's what we're going to do. We're all going to pray and we're going to fast. And that means no eating. That's sacrifice. Have you ever gone without eating on purpose? It's not fun. It's not, I mean, at first you're just hungry, okay? You get hangry and all that. But then you start going through the weakness part, okay? And you're just, you're sitting there and you're thinking about food and everything's irritating you and you're like, why am I doing this? There is food around me. You have to really believe in something to do that. They had to really believe that God could turn the tables. And again, I want to tell you, but by looking at the situation, it doesn't look like that's possible at all. But you have to have this faith in God. So here's what I want to ask you. Do you have that kind of faith in God for your life right now? Could God use you in something like that? Could God use you to impact somebody's life? Well, how can you save lives? Well, you can save lives. You know how? By simply sharing who Jesus is with other people. But you know what? That can be uh, scary, and it can cost you, by the way. Esther could have cost her her life to go into the king. Well, you know what? It could cost you relationships. It could cost you a job, maybe. You have to trust that God's going to provide for you. He's going to provide your needs. He's going to provide relationships. But if you know Jesus and you know who he is, you have the ability to be used of God to change lives. But the question is, will you do that? Because I got to tell you, in some ways, it feels like the time we're living in is so dark that it's just like God can't move. You know, sometimes we think that this is the end times, not because we see signs, but because we're just like, this is so dark, it can't turn around, it's got to be the end. That's never been the case for God. God has always been able to change. God is able to change people. I, I'm one of those people, okay? I, I, I mean... I was absolutely lost, okay? Without the Lord, I've said this before, but I am not joking. Without the Lord, I'd be sitting in a prison or I'd be dead, one or the other. I can't keep it together. Some of you, you seem to be able to keep it together. I can't do that. I absolutely have to have the Lord. There is nobody that the Lord can't turn around. There's no nation that the Lord cannot turn around. But here's what he's looking for. He's looking for people who will, who will believe. You know what? He didn't have to work through Esther. As a matter of fact, Mordecai says to her, if you say no to this, God's still going to get his stuff done, but you're going to pay. And your family's going to pay. Listen, God is going to accomplish his purposes, but I want you to hear this. He wants to use you. He was choosing to use Esther. He wants to use you. Why? Because somebody who loves you, that's what they want to do. God wants to invite you into something. 
And I got to tell you, it's exciting. I mean, to be used of God, the one who created everything, guides everything, has the power to change things. He says, I want to use you. The question is, are you going to be like Esther and say, okay, Lord, this may cost me. But if it costs me, it costs me because I'm yours. I want to be used of you. Will you do that? Or will you buy the lies of the enemy that say, well, I'm a nobody. You know, who am I? Nobody's impressed with me. Great. You're the perfect person for the job. Because when God works through you, nobody's going to say, oh, it was, it, was, it was Susie, it was Bill, whatever. No, they're going to be like, that was God. Are you willing to surrender? And if you've never surrendered yourself to the Lord, I just want to invite you to do that because um, <laughs> you can't overcome what's around you. Only God can. But he wants to use you. He's inviting you into the process. Will you trust in him? Will you take your eyes off all the negative and just look at him? Because greater is he who is in us than he who is in the world. Lord, thank you for your goodness, and your greatness. Lord, you're you're not only good, but you have the power, the authority to make things happen. Lord, when we walk through hard times, may we know, Lord, that you still have our best in mind. Your word says that you are able to work all things out for the good of those who love you. Lord, give us the faith to love you, even when we don't know how it's going to turn out. Help us to simply trust you and watch you move. Lord, I pray if there's one in here that's having trouble doing that, that they're looking at themselves thinking they're a nobody, Lord, I pray that in that they would see who they are in you and that they would see that they are the perfect person to be used of the Lord because when they are, The Lord is the one who will get the glory for it. Lord, may we have faith in you. May we trust in you. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.